Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Kingdom Rock Radio. Now, here's a sample of today's program. I refuse to to respect the negative words that people are saying all around me. I refuse to respect that. I refuse to respect a low bank account when I know that you're here. I refuse to accept what I see when I know that there is greater. I will not fear the evil. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled From Lamb to Lion. This would be part number three in that series, and it is entitled I'm Going Through. Are you going through a valley experience? Well, today is a great day for you because you're going to get wisdom from the word of God as written there in Psalm 23. Well, sit back, relax and enjoy. Here comes today's message entitled I'm Going Through right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. During this new phase, this new dimension, every part of the body is crucial. Every part of the body is crucial. Every part is crucial. There is no little part. And I'm reminded of a story before we get into today's message. I'm reminded of a story how a battle was lost for the sake of a nail for the sake of a nail a battle was lost for the battle was lost because there was no nail because there was no nail the the smith or the horse keeper could not attach the horseshoe to the horse and because the horse could not be shooed properly the rider couldn't go And because the rider didn't go, those that are on the front lines did not get a message. And because those are on the front line did not get a message, they sent troops into a battle unprepared. The battle was lost because there was not a nail. Every part is important. So even that part of the young man in the stable, every part, every part in ministry is important. Every part, someone in the parking lot and someone at the door, every part is important. Environmental control when people start fanning, every part is important. Whether turn the air conditioning on or turn it off or it's cold, turn it up or turn it down or to open windows or to open the door. Every single part is important. Whether toilet paper is in the is in the is in the bathrooms, every part of the ministry is important. And when any one part is not done, something as simple as that, the simplest things. So, question is: Is your part being done, or do you know what your part is? Because all of us do have a part. It may be as simple as putting a nail on a horse. But all of us have a part. Whatever you do, make sure you do it to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I'm so glad to see all of you here today. We're going to go right back into the message. Right back into the message or the series entitled From Lambs to Lions. This will actually be part number four. Part three was not recorded because of some technical difficulties the last time we were here. And that message was entitled The Shift. The Shift. So you had to be there. But today we're going to be talking about the journey through the shadow. The journey through the shadow. So I pray that you're ready, that you're receptive to dive into the rich word of God. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to dive into the word of God? Praise Jesus. I'm ready to give it to you. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for today, for this opportunity to bring forth your rich word before your people. Lord, I ask for the power and presence and the unction of the Holy Spirit to bring forth your word. I acknowledge you, great Holy Spirit. You are the teacher. You're the one who knows everything. And I just yield this vessel to you to proclaim your word. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to deal with the people's heart, deal with all of our hearts, that we may hear your word and also receive your word. We give you praise today 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The journey through the shadow, and that's going to get more, it's going to get more understandable to you as we go through. Now, it's very, very important. And here again, we've been in Psalm number one. We've been in Psalm 23 for a little while now. It is very important for you to understand Psalm 23, especially in these last days. And as we go through this, you'll understand more and more. And let me say this as well. Unless you've heard the word of God unobstructed or unhindered, chances are you only heard a preview. You did not get the full meat. You did not get the full word. So this is the importance of having media ministry. This is important, the importance of having a CD and going home and listening to it unhindered where you can focus. And it's oftentimes it's easy to focus, maybe even while you're cooking or when you're cleaning or when you're driving down the road. You can focus better. Sometimes you cannot focus that well in the house of God. Sometimes, sometimes it is needful for you to get the media, the CD, the, the, uh, the internet version. Sometimes it is needful for you to do that, for you to get the full meat of the word. I pray you hear me. The journey through the shadow. Uh, we as individuals, a church, a nation, a world are going through the shadow. And you're going to hear about this as we go on. Right now, there is rampant violence. Right now, people are killing each other. There is suicides. There are strange weather patterns. There are earthquakes in diverse places. All of these things are a sign of end times that Jesus is soon to come. Let me read two scriptures to you before we go into Psalms. Um, let me read to you Second uh, Timothy, the third chapter, Second Timothy 3, uh, verses 1 through 5. And I'll be reading it to you, uh, first of all, out of the uh, New Living Translation. So you need to hear. Uh, our root scripture is always King James, but I'll use other translations when I feel as though it will help you to understand what is being said. Are you, are you hearing? And please, of course, please silent, silence your cell phones. Verse number one goes like this. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. Check, that's happening today. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. Hmm, is there a God? Scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents. Check, check, check. And and ungrateful. Check. They will consider nothing sacred. Check. They will be unloving and unforgiving. Check. They will slander others and have no self-control. Check. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Check. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. Check. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. King James said they'll have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Check. We're in the last days. Matthew 24. Let me read to you verses 3 through 14. Once again, out of the New Living Translation. Listen to how it reads. Matthew 24, verses 3 through 14. It reads like this. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us when all tell us when will all this happen? What sign rather? Yeah. What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus answers this question. Verse four, Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. Check. Happened. And you will hear of wars and threats of wars. But don't panic. The Lord's telling you in time believer. I pray you hear me, but I have to go on. I pray you're with me. All right. Who's with me honestly today? Who's with me? Okay. I need you always praying with me. He said, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. The Lord says, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. 
Now, understand when he's talking about nations, he's not just talking about the United States and Iraq or, or wherever, Russia and all that. But nation talks about different people groups, different ethnic groups. And if you don't know, there is a race war and all this stuff happening right now all around the world. Not only uh, Jews against Arabs or Arabs against Jews and all different kinds of people going against one another. There, it's happening right now. Nation will go to war against nation, kingdom and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Verse nine, then you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. Is that happening right now? Yes. Just because it's not happening in your neighborhood does not mean it's not happening. It is happening now. Just watch your news. You will be hated. Uh, you will be hated all over the world because you are my follower. How many times have they rejected Christ, especially in the media? Don't say Jesus. Because you are his follower. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. The apostasy check is happening now. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. That is the moral decay of the society. Has it happened? You better. Yes, yes, yes. It's happening right now. Check. Moral decay of the society is a sign that the Lord is coming and of the end of the world. World, not that the planet is going to explode, but the end of the current system of things is coming to a close. Say with me, Jesus is soon to come. It says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. People didn't understand what would it mean that all nations will hear the gospel? How could they do that? Foreign missionaries? Sure. But through the advent of technology, everybody is going to hear the word. Through satellite, through media, everybody will have the opportunity to hear the word. And then the end will come. After all flesh into the ends of the world, the gospel is preached. When it is preached throughout all the world, when there is no longer an excuse, then the end will come. Now, Psalm 23. Psalm 23 Just six verses, but also very powerful as we get back into the message, into the message entitled from lambs to lions. This is an end time prophetic psalm, and I pray that you hear and understand. Number verse one says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. Forever. Today we're down to verse number four. If you understand verse number four, this is a transitional verse, very transitional verse for the born again believer. You'll understand that it speaks of a shadow of death. And so here today, this is why we're talking about the journey through the shadow, a journey, the journey through the shadow, because this is so important. Now, everybody will go through a shadow experience, whether saved or not saved. Everybody will go through this valley, but not everybody comes out of this valley. Are you hearing? On the other side of this valley, the Lord willing, we'll get to next week is promotion. On the other side of this, 
on the other side of this, this is commissions and, and rewards on the other side of the valley. There's a reason why we are going through this because on the other side of this, here again, is rewards and promotions. But you must go through the valley experience. Are you hearing? He says again, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This verse is in three sections. This will help you help you to understand this. The very first part of the verse uh, that says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This verse talks about the situation, your current reality. The second part of the verse I will fear no evil for thou art with me. This talks about your disposition, your attitude. And the very last part of the verse, thy rod and thy staff, thy thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is consolation, how you feel as you go through this. So there was, there is the reality of the situation. And then, and then there is also the mindset or the attitude of the situation and thirdly, how you feel in the situation as you go through this. Does that make sense to you? Amen. Now, let's talk about just for a few moments, the situation, the reality of it. It says here again, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, as we talk about valley, let's talk about this just for a moment as we use some visual aids today. As we talk about a valley we're talking about two mountains or two hills, as, as it were, on both sides, and there is a path between the two. If you look up the word valley in the Hebrew, it talks about, uh, and it talks about a valley. It also talks about a gorge. That is, it's a steep place, two steep hills or mountains, and the in a gorge, the sides of the walls are rocky. That is, it is hard. It is. It can be painful if you try to scale them. You're going to have to go through. You can't go left, and you can't go right. You can. You only have three choices: go forward, go back, or stay right there. Stay right there. Now, this is the valley of the shadow. Say shadow. shadow. Let's talk about that for a moment. This is the valley of the shadow. Now, let's talk about the science of the shadow just for a moment, can we? And let me give you some terms just for a moment. Let's talk about the science of a shadow. We see here, this is, a, uh, this is an image, a drawing of the sun, and there is an individual here, we'll call him Fred. As Fred is standing under the, the sun, he is casting a shadow. He is casting a shadow. A shadow is actually, it is a silhouette. It's a silhouette of the, of the person or object that stands in the way of a light source. It is impossible to cast a shadow without one light. You have to have light in order to cast a shadow. Two, you have to have an object, a person, or whatever you have, an opaque object, something that light cannot trans cannot um cannot travel through. Now, if this if if Fred was if Fred was a glass, a transparent piece of glass that would not cast a shadow. You understand? So it has to be an opaque object, a solid object that light cannot, um, cannot penetrate, cannot pass through that will actually create what we call a shadow. So two things have to be present in order to form a shadow. One, a light source. And two, something that will block the light. Are you hearing? Light source and something that will block the light. That will produce a shadow. So the Bible says that we are in or this person, we travel through the valley of the shadow, valley of the shadow of death. 
This is whose shadow? This is Fred's shadow. That's Fred. That's Fred's shadow. You're going through the valley of the shadow of death. Valley of the shadow of death. There's always an object. So here, Fred is blocking the light to the ground. Let me make that clear to you. Here's the ground there. Fred is standing on that ground there. And his shadow is cast. cast. Now, if Fred was not present, then the light would just simply hit the ground. Light travels in a straight line. Okay? So, Fred is present. He's he's an object. Light does not pass through. It casts a shadow. When the scripture says, we're traveling through, yea, though I walk through. Now, walk, of course, means you're progressing. There is movement. You're not stopping. Yea, though I walk through, I'm progressing through the valley of death's shadow. Are we are we getting there? Death. Now we can call this just for a moment. We'll call this death. And there's a shadow. Death's shadow extends now. Or let's flip back for a second. Just being Fred. Just let's just work with me. This is Fred. That is Fred's what? That is Fred's shadow. Fred can hurt you if he slap you upside the head. His shadow can make the same movement, but it won't hurt you. Fred is the manifestation. Uh, He's a solid object, but his shadow is not. Let's transfer over here to death. This is the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow can hurt you, but death can. Does that make sense to you? So let's remove these question marks and let's put the name of the person that we're talking about death and of course once again let me just put over here this is Fred hallelujah let's go let's look at it again yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death now every shadow is in two parts two parts there is an umbra and a penumbra. They're your scientific terms for today. The umbra is the darkest part of the shadow. If you were to look down at your shadow and you could see a, you have tried when you get on with a flashlight, you put a flashlight and you aim the flashlight at your hand against a wall, against a surface. You will see an umbra of the very, the deepest, darkest part of the shadow. And then there is the panumbra, which is the outer line part of the shadow, which is not as dark. It's grayed out. So that tells me that there are different degrees of the valley of the shadow of death. There are different degrees. There is a very dark part of death. And then there is one that is light as you go through. As we go through the valley of the shadow of death, you'll find this. You will find that we'll start off in light, God's light. And then you'll enter into the umbra, which is the lighter part. It gets a little bit worse, but it's not bad. But then you go into the darker part, into the umbra, which is when it's very bad. But then as you continue to walk and don't stay there, it's a yea, though I walk. A lot of people, when it gets hard, it gets bad, they simply stop. They stop coming to church. They stop reading the Bible. They stop, uh, they stop praying. They say, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. My life is so bad. It's so horrible. And they stop. They stop giving. They stop tithing. They stop. Amen. They simply stop. Amen. And if you stop, you remain in the umbra, in the dark part of the shadow. Now, in every valley at least scientifically in some parts of the world. And in every valley, there is usually a stream or river that goes through. 
So there is some form of provision there in the valley. And the danger is that you can have some provision but still be under the shadow. That is, you can still survive in darkness. Which is bad because you think, oh, it's so bad, bad, but at least I got little rutabaga here with me. (laughs) At least I got this. At least I got that. But you're living in darkness. Does that make sense to you? So he says, yea, though I walk, and walk here again talks about a forward movement. It talks about your lifestyle, your walk with Christ. You cannot stop, especially when things get really bad. You cannot stop. You cannot stop uh, attending church. You cannot stop morning prayers. You cannot stop the morning devotions. When it gets really hard, it gets really heavy. Don't stop. Now, Because this is a valley of the shadow of death, death does have, or this shadow, although it cannot hurt, it's just the shadow. But if you stay in it long enough, you will experience some effects of that level of darkness. Notice the word does not say, yea, though I walk through darkness. Because in darkness, there is no shadow. You enter into a dark room, there are no shadows in a dark room. Because the Lord says, yea, though I walk through the shadow, through the valley of the shadow of death, the word shadow here again indicates that there is a light source. There is a light source. So God's light is there. And that gives us hope. If there is a shadow, there is light. But the shadow means that something is in the way and it is blocking the light. Once that thing is removed, the light will course through. Does that make sense to you? He said, we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. So again, we can't go left or right. You got to go through this thing. Now, if you can go left or right, if you can skirt an issue, you're not in a valley. There are some issues that we can skirt left or right or we can try to avoid. If you can avoid them, you're not in a valley. You're just in a tough fix, but you're not in a valley. In a valley, you only have three choices. Forward, back, or stay where you are. If you stay where you are, there will be some provisions, but you will eventually die there. You must Keep moving. Are you hearing? So again, the word shadow indicates that there is a light source that is present. It is unseen, but it is there. When you're standing in a shadow, you don't see the light. All you see is a darkness that is caused by something else that has been put there that has blocked the light from you. So God is present, but you can't see him. But he's much bigger than the mountains. I guarantee you even naturally the sun is a whole lot bigger than the mountains or hills that have caused the valley. The light source is there. Are you hearing? Now, it says that this is a valley of the shadow of what? Valley of the shadow of death. It is death's shadow. What is death? Death is the permanent end of something that is not alive. It is the ruin or destruction of something, a permanent permanent, um, ending uh, to all vital functions. But this is not death. It is the shadow. Which means that the situation is not permanent. It's temporary. Are you hearing me? Do we need to test that theory? I can bring a flashlight up here and somebody's shining on me and you stand on the other side and let my shadow be cast on you. And I'll hit you in the head with my physical hand, my manifested hand. And I'll allow my shadow, my shadow hand to swing over you too. And you tell me which one has the ability to hurt you. 
You want to try that? Let's even try that with a car. You stand there. I let my car shine. Okay. The shadow has no power. Are you hearing me? The shadow has no power. It is a shadow. So here again, as we travel through the pan, uh, the, rather the penumbra, the outer edge of the shadow into the umbra, the darkest part of the shadow, eventually you will go right back to the penumbra. It lightens up and then you'll be right back out in the light. And there's a reason why we're journeying through this. Now, here again, everyone will go through this experience, whether saved or unsaved. Everyone will go through difficult times, whether saved or unsaved. But not everyone will come out the other side of it. Some just simply go in and they go back and some simply stay. They learn to live in the poverty. They learn to live in depression. They learn to live in anxiety. They learn to live well beneath their means. They learn to live in the box under the bridge. They just accept where they are. This is all that I have. I'll never be anything more than this. So they will always have these aches and pains. We'll we'll always have this. We'll always have it. They just accept it and just stay there. They tear down some trees and begin to build a house. And they never get out of the valley. Please tell your neighbor, the valley is not for you. So this is a situation. Here again, the verse is broken down in three, three parts. One is the situation. We've talked about the situation now. Now there's a disposition. In other words, our attitude. This next part of the verse says, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Now, the word fear, I will fear, the the phrase, I will fear, actually means to stand in awe of, to give reverence or respect to. I will not reverence, I will not respect evil. Now, listen, it does not say, it does not say, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I am not afraid. It does not, it does not say, uh, fear uh, or as I walk through the valley I'm I'm full of courage or I it does not say neither I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I do not fear now all these things are, are vital please hear me it does not say I do not fear or I have no fear it says I will not fear which means that it is a choice of the individual that is journeying through This is a decision that you will have to make. I will not give reverence. I will not give honor. I will not give awe to this thing that is evil. So this means that there will come opportunities. The shadow will present itself. And some of you have played uh, shadow puppets before you had a flashlight and you and you made little dinosaurs with your hands and all this other stuff on the wall, birds and whatnot. You can make some scary creatures, some spiders and all of that stuff. As you're walking through, we have to make the decision. I will not give all a respect to that. No, I will fear no evil. That is, that is whether it's a uh, bank balance that is very low, whether it's a bad credit report, whether it's a bad doctor's report, whatever the shadow is. Because you can go into a, to a doctor's office, they give you a bad report, but if you stand at all of that, you will die shortly after. And there was one man that was fine. We were told of a story of one man that was fine. He was fine. He went to the doctor's office. They told him he had cancer. He was fine. He felt fine when he went in. But two, less than two weeks later, he died. He stood in awe of it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, I got it. I got it. He stood in awe of it, and it took him out. I will fear no evil. So this is our disposition. This is our attitude. I will not give honor to it. Now, understand something. It says again. It uses this one word. It says, what? I, what? I will. I will 
I want you to notice this again. It uses the word will. It says, I will fear no evil. When you're talking about will here, I will, this talks about a process, which means when you first start walking through here, you probably will feel fear some evil. He said, I will, meaning, meaning this is an incomplete action. I will. If I tell you, I will give you $50. I didn't tell you when. I will do that. All you have is a promise. It's an incomplete action. If I say to you, after church service, I will give you a check for $1,000. So you'd be going, okay, when is it going to be over now? When is it going to be over? You're waiting for the action to be completed. It is not a complete action. He said, I will fear no evil, which means that there is a process. This is an incomplete action, which means as you begin your journey through, there will be some fear, possibly some fear. But as you journey through this, you becoming stronger and stronger in faith in God. Why? Why is this true? Because of the next phrase, it says, for thou art with me. And this is both subjective and reactive. Or should I say causative and reactive? You say, I will not fear evil. Why? Because you're there. In other words, his presence is giving me the strength that I need. His presence, knowing that God is with me, knowing that there is a light source that is behind me. Knowing that the light is there gives me comfort. It, 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 it fills me with power and I will not fear because he's there. It is like you go into Walmart and you come up to register and you have a buggy full of food and you look in your wallet and you, and you realize you don't have enough money and fear kind of grips you. Anybody been there before? Just look straight ahead. But fear won't grip you when you know when you know you got somebody behind you that has a lot of money. You know, they got enough money to buy the whole store. So would fear grip you then when you know that they are with you when money bags is with you and you go to the counter? Oh, I don't have enough money. Are you afraid? No, you just turn around and say, hey, would you pay for this for me? My children don't have to be afraid. We go in the store and buy a candy bar. Uh, Dad, I don't have enough money. Don't worry about it, son. I got you. There's no need to fear when daddy is here. Praise the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so the presence, the presence of the one with you, the presence of the one with you gives you the strength to fear not. But it takes a time. It takes time. It's a process of trusting that one that is with you that has all strength and all ability. So even though it is dark and you cannot see him, you have to know that his presence is there. The Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you until the end. And you are the temple of God's spirit. He is with you. The Bible says that greater is he who's within you than he that is in the world. God is with you. But you must not respect the evil. Their words, their tauntings, the report, you must not give it the time of day because the Lord is with me. Are you hearing? Understand something. Fear, if you, if you do respect it, fear has the ability to paralyze. And if fear paralyzes you, if it holds you there, then you will stay in the midst of the valley and you won't get out. Don't allow, please tell your neighbor, don't allow fear to paralyze you. Don't give it place. Are you hearing? So this is a process. And third, as we begin to close here, there is consolation in this, in this verse, how you feel. It says, thy rod and thy staff, they do what? They comfort me. So as this person is walking through this valley, they know what state they're in. They know, okay, I'm in the valley. It's dark, but I know that God is present. Amen. 
Because there would not be a shadow without the light. I know he's present with me. And I will not, I refuse to respect the evil. I refuse to respect the evil report. I refuse to to respect the negative words that people are saying all around me. I refuse to respect that. I refuse to respect a low bank account when I know that you're here. I refuse to accept what I see when I know that there is greater. I will not fear the evil. Why? Because I know you're here with me. I know you are here with me. And here's a consolation here. How you feel. It says thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Now notice it does not say again. Let's go back up for a moment. Notice the verse does not say. Let me read it again. It says yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Notice it does not say, it does not say, I will fear no evil for thou art with me for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It does not add it. A four is that it's joining the two, but this verse is off to the side. Even though it's in the same verse, it is the start of another flow. It says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is a separate experience. Separate experience that comes apart from his presence. This is a separate experience. One, his presence gives you the confidence to fear no evil. His presence gives you the confidence to continue to walk through the dark places. But this is a separate experience. It says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We know that the the rod is used, God's power is used to defend us from predators. To fight all things that would come to devour us. This is the tool of a shepherd. The sheep have no fangs. The sheep have no claws. They have none of that. They have no, they have no way of protecting themselves. And as you're in a true valley experience, you will have no way of protecting yourself. No way of defending yourself. If you're in a true valley experience. Your hands will be somewhat tied and you feel as though all you can do is just take it. You can't go left. You can't go right. You can't. All you can do is go forward or go back or stay where you are. A true valley experience in a true valley experience. You'll have no way of defending yourself. But he says, I'm comforted. Because I know that the rod of God is there in the darkness. The rod of God is present and the rod of God will smite or strike anything that comes to devour you or destroy you. So here's 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 this consolation. If you're going through a dark patch right now and you can't go left, you can't go right. You're forced to either go forward or stay where you are in the misery of in the misery of the darkness or simply go back to where you were in in even more misery. If you're facing that and you feel that your hands are tied and there's nothing that you can do, understand the rod of God is present. The rod of God is present. So not only is the Lord there that has infinite resources as you're at the Walmart stand, infinite resources, but he also is carrying a very big stick to knock anybody out of the way that is coming to torment you. Clock, smack, smack to beat them off of you. Now you're in a position where God will fight for you with his rod. But you have to accept that. You have to say, Lord, thank you for your rod. I receive your rod. rod. Understand something. Rod is also, um, his rod is also a part of his measuring stick. He measures different things with it as well. But it says his rod and his staff. Now the shepherd's staff has a crook in it. It, it. it has a little loop on the end of it. And the shepherd uses that to pull the sheep back out of trouble, back out of danger. When the sheep has gotten into something they should not have. Now, if we're if we're on a journey, if we're in Christian living, we can be honest and say sometimes we get ourselves in something that we have no business getting ourselves into. 
And so what brings us comfort as we're going through here, sometimes we'll go through here because we messed up. And so the Lord said, hey, I'm with you. Don't respect the evil. And this evil, some of this evil will talk back to you and say, I'm here because you let me in. The Lord said, don't worry about it. I got you. I got the rod. I'm going to give them a couple of lumps on their head. They're going to leave you alone. And I will also have the ability. God also has the ability to pull you back from something else with his staff. And it says his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Now, the word comfort here, as we close out here, the word comfort means, and I love this. It means to comfort and console, to give strength and hope to. His rod and his staff will give you strength. It will give you hope. It also means to ease the grief of or trouble of. He says he'll ease your grief. He'll ease your trouble. And that is what his rod and his staff does. Separate experience. His rod and his staff ease your grief. It eases the trouble so that you can go through. But his presence Separate. His presence gives you the ability to say, no, I will not fear. All of this as you're walking through this dark patch. Do you understand? It is a valley, which means that it is not permanent. It has a beginning and it does have an end. The trial that you are facing had a beginning and it will also, it also has an end. It has a beginning point and an ending point. It is temporary. It is temporary. It is not permanent. But on the other side of the valley, what we get into next week, the Lord willing, are promotions, are increases. There is a reason why you've gone through the difficulty because on the other side of this are limitless resources. Limitless resources. Limitless resources. But you have to go through this first. Even Jesus had to go through this type of experience as he was led into the wilderness of the spirit. And when he came to be tempted of the devil and when he came out, the Bible says he came out in the power of the spirit. The children of Israel walked through the desert for 40 years and, and uh, for 40 years. And when they came out of that dark experience, they came out into their promised land. Yes. You're about to embark into your promised land. And I believe that today, even we have passed through, even today we have passed through the umbra, the darkest part. And we've entered into the pan umbra, the pen umbra. Heading right into God's light. So I expect your life to get better and better and better. I expect your relationships to get better and better. Your job, get better and better. Finances to get better and better. Your health to get better and better. As the return of the Lord approaches, I expect us, we as a church, as the body of Christ, to get better and better and better. All you need to do now is begin to look for the better. And remain obedient. Keep on walking. Remain obedient to the spirit. Keep on walking. You must continue. Don't get sidetracked. Don't respect the evil. Continue to walk. And you're going to see the glory of God revealed in your life like never before. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we give it to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Did you understand that? Was it clear? And if you can identify with that, if you can identify with Fred here and Fred here, if you can identify with that, then that is definitely a word for you. Amen. I know the Lord wants me to tell you that he loves you. And that you're just beginning now to enter into destiny. And the things that you are doing now affect your eternity. 
Be stable. Be well rooted. Oh, for the fruit is coming. The fruit is coming. Thank you, Holy Ghost. For the Lord says, look not to the number. Look not to the number of things. Look not to the fruit that it grows, but concentrate on planting the seed and watering the soil. Because the Lord says, I give the increase. I give the increase. He says the numbers will come. The increase will come. But concentrate on the process of the sowing and watering. Sowing and watering. Doing things in an excellent manner. And you will see the increase like never before. But look not to the signs, but focus on the planting and the watering. And the Father says that he will do the rest. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Be faithful to plant and to water. Give the Lord a hand. I'm telling you, give the Lord a hand. Be faithful to plant and water. Be faithful to plant and water. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10 Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.